Good morning. It's nice to see Uncle Smiley. And thank you for the reminder, Brother Schiller, that it is truly the smile, the welcoming smile of our Ohana that is very unique, special, real, genuine. There are lots of people that aren't smiling. For the one visitor in the audience, hi, Andy. I'll introduce myself. By way of introduction, my name is Matthew Bologno. I'm a 28-year-old Bible worker from Southern California. I was born in Glendale, and I grew up in a place called Loma Linda. Loma Linda means Loma is hill, Linda's pretty. Loma Linda means a beautiful hill. So if you were to come and visit me, you'd know that there are beautiful hills where I live. Currently, the status of my education is I'm on my last leg of internship. Within one month, I'm going to be going and continuing my Bible worker education at a place called Sacramento Central Church. That is by way of introduction. I do that not only primarily for her, but the title of this sermon is, Do I Know Him? Do I Know Him? I've been here since June. And I can take a walk up and down Honoka and feel the very real country, which is our beautiful town. And little do you know that we have an Asian market and a Filipino market, but they're both run by Filipinos. And I also realize that there's a seamstress who's also Filipino. And so when I introduce myself, without me having to speak, I look local, but when I open my mouth, they know I'm not from here. As I interact with the people in the community, I realize that they know people that I know. It's a small town feel, right? It's very intimate. So as I'm talking story with them, they know that I'm from the church on the corner. Oh, what is that? Is that a Jehovah's Witness church? Is that a Mormon church? No, no, no. It's a Seventh-day Adventist church. Oh, you must know Manang Josie. Oh, I go, oh, yeah. You, do you know Manang Josie? Like, yeah, we off. Tell me about the old country, how long they've been here. Stories. They know you. They know your name. I got stuck when I dropped off Jamie at the airport. My battery um, died on me. Someone was kind enough to help me, and that person said, oh, where you stay? I'm like, oh, I just stay in Honoka, huh? <laughs> you know, trying to, trying to fake like I'm from it. Oh, who, 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 who you stay with out there? And I go, oh, um, uh, Takamini? You know, Auntie Yvette? Oh, Takamini, the politicians, right? I go, oh, you know them. You know them by name. Interesting. So when they think of Manang Josie, they think, oh, she's a Seventh-day Adventist in the Filipino community. When they think of Takamine, they think, oh, the state's politician. That's just to illustrate the importance 
of a name. The importance of a name. They know to associate that person with this name. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we're in need of your Holy Spirit right now. You've paused the rain. If you were to bring it back, that would be an okay thing, Lord, because we need your showers of blessings. Thank you for our church, Ohana. Thank you for the beautiful, smiling spirit that rests upon this place. Thank you for each soul represented here, each family represented here. You know our trials. You know our struggles. You know our tribulations. But yet we find ourselves in this space, praying together, longing to be fed from you. Reveal to us your name, your character. We want to know you. In the secret, in the hiding place, in the stillness, you are there. We want to know you more. Show us, reveal to us, speak to us from your holy word who you are. In Jesus Christ's name and by his blood, all his people said. Turn with me to Proverbs 129. Proverbs 129. It's a simple title. Um, what does the title of the sermon say? I don't have a bulletin. Do I know him? I was going to kind of say, do I know him? It's like, um, do we know him? Do we know him? Uh, we know someone in common. I'm not going to mention the person's name. But... This person was telling me a story. They're telling me, oh, I, I travel with this one person, right? I, I, I am involved in their ministry. I know their life. I know their children. I know so much about them. The intricacies. It seemed like, you know, by the way that this person was relaying this information to me, it felt like they really knew that person. They knew their name, where they're from. Intricacies that only someone that would really know them would be privy to. Interestingly enough, I met this famous evangelist, the person um, they were referring to, and I asked him, I go, oh, hi, I've heard a lot about you before. Um, do you know such and such a person? And bewildered, he scratched his head and he said, I, I don't know. I don't know that person. And I go, are you sure? Because it was confusing to me. It was confusing to me. I said, no, 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 no. Um, she, she obviously knew you. <laughs> She's told me so much about you. And he said, no, those things are true about me, but I don't know that person. Proverbs 1, 28, 27, 28, and 29 share with me this. I'll start in 28, verse 28. Then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me, for that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. See, see, this person sought them. They found them. They knew them by name, but for some odd reason, they didn't know the person. Proverbs 11, 9, you don't have to turn there. It shares this thought. But through knowledge shall the just be saved. 
through knowledge. Knowledge and knowing is a very intricate and interesting thing. This story got me to remember the many parables that Jesus shared with us. The many parables that Jesus shared with us. We may know his name and this and that. We may know certain things about him. But do we really intimately know him mentally, physically, spiritually? It's an interesting statement. Maybe you've heard of this statement before. This is an interesting statement. It goes, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Have you, have you had anybody heard that phrase before? I'm thinking it's not what you know, it's who you know. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, that probably is in the context of getting a job. Say this person's a welder, right, uncle? And then this person's a welder. Who's going to get the job? The person that knows the boss, right? It's not what you know, it's who you know. And I was scratching my head. You know, this, this is a true statement. This is true. But I think we need to qualify this. We need to qualify this because we realize that through knowledge shall the just be delivered. So we realize that knowledge is an important thing. It's not what you know, it's who you know. The phrase goes. But let's qualify it a little bit more. It's not only who you know and what you know, it's the quality of your knowledge of that person. We can know someone, but how well do we know that person? <laughs> how many are familiar with our, our, our new Bible study friend, Jing? Does anyone know Jing? Familiar with Jing? He's a Chinese um, brother from obviously China, who's been working at Kawamata Farms with Chris for a while. And, you know, just a quick, uh, quick, quick, quick commercial about how Bible work is going. There's, sh there's Shoni in Hilo. There's Kohala Community Church. There's um, Auntie, Auntie, Auntie Joyce introduced me to one Bible study contact. All these people are just yearning to study the Bible. I, I wish we had people to share with them how to study the Bible, how to read the Bible. Anyways, the most fruitful and the most prominent one is this brother named Jing. I'm glad he's not here so I could put him on the spot. He said, when I met Oscar and Chris and you, it's like you had something that I didn't have. That's what he's saying. In his, in his English, he's struggling for words to say. I... It's like I knew, I knew something was dark in my life. But when I see you three, you know what word he used? He said, it's like light. <laughs> it wasn't our goal to get him to say those things. And due to my relationship with someone that doesn't speak English so well, we got to starting to talk. And we found out, how can we get to know each other? Pastor's been doing this. He says, fort, family, occupation, religion, things that you have in common. There are things that we have in common. And a family not only, this is my definition of a true friend. A true friend is someone that knows everything about you. A someone, a person that knows everything about you, Lloyd, and then yet still likes you anyways. 
that's the definition of a true friend. And so I'm thinking with Brother Jing, how can we get to know each other? Maybe uh, 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 Danny knows this. When you chat with someone for the first time, you type the letters ASL. What's that mean? Anybody know? It's an acronym for ASL. Nobody knows. Daniel, what does it mean? Age, sex, location. Yeah, that's the first thing that you want to know about another person. You want to know how old that person is. You want to know if they're male or female. And you want to know where they're from. And so I'm asking Jing, um, why is this so important to know the person's age, the person's sex, and the person where they're from? He says, oh, so important, very important. When I know how old a person is, I know the proper article. I was like, what's that mean? <laughs> he knows how to treat that person. If a person's elderly than them, then they treat them with respect. When the person's younger than him, remember when we ran into each other at the store? He saw Jersey, and he, what he did was he lowered himself and talked to Jersey. When you know the person's age, you know how to respond and react and properly interact with that person so you can properly interact with that person, so you can really get to know that person. I'm realizing that Brother Jing is very, he loves people, and I could sense that. That's why I'm, I'm keep him in prayer, because as he studies the Bible, he's going to be a powerful witness when he goes back to China. Your age, your sex, your location. And then, of course, as a relationship progresses, what are other questions you ask? Luckily, I have the internet. Do you remember what it was like when you were dating your wife? Pastor did this to you guys, to you two uh, at Bible study. He wanted to know your love story. He wanted to know your history. To get to know a person, you have to know everything about them. And then it progresses. Here are some questions. Think about this. Think about whether you know this about the person you're most intimate with. They're simple, but they can reveal so much about the character of a person. Once you get past the person's age, person's sex, where the person's from, another question would be, what's your favorite music? What's your favorite food? When you are perplexed, what do you do? How do you act? What do you enjoy? Think about this. Do you know what your loved ones enjoy? Uncle Smiley, do you know what your son and your wife enjoy? Do you know what your husband enjoys? After that progresses, the relationship progresses, you can ask yourself, let's share things we have in common. Daniel and I know this. When we were living together at the School of the Prophets, we shared many things. You share time. You share pictures. That's why Facebook is so powerful. With someone from across the world, you're able to share with this person. Let me share with you how my loved ones are doing, because I 
Love you. Let's share things. Let's give each other jackets. Let's share with them pictures. Let's share with them stories. It's basically the ability to talk story. As Auntie Joyce and Uncle Leroy shared with me, you know, the thing that keeps us together is having a common core value. This is how we get to know people. This is, this is, this is simply what we do to become intimately involved and to know the intricacies of that person. Do I know somebody? Turn with me to Proverbs 6. As I've been interacting with this book right here, does anyone know what B-I-B-L-E means? Bible. Books. Okay. Bible. B-I-B-L-E. Something you'll understand about my generation is we like to make acronyms. We like to shorten things. B-I-B-L-E stands for Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. Do you want to know how to go, go up there? Do you want to learn how to have a life, a path? Do you need instructions? Uncle, when you were in the army, you had lots of instruction manuals, right? Everything had an instruction manual. When a child is born, they go, why didn't this baby come with an instruction manual? Family, the B-I-B-L-E is our basic instructions before leaving earth. And as I was having this conversation, I began to ask God certain things. Of course, you guys are making the correlation to the way and the manner in which I interact with my family and loved ones, the questions I ask them, the quality of my relationships with them will merely reflect the same questions that I ask him. Depending on the quality of your relationships here, the quality of your relationship with this person. And then I asked him the question. I was like, did you know that there are things that God hates? God, I want to know you better. Tell me what you like, what you don't like. Proverbs 6. Proverbs 6 shares. Six things. Did you know that there are six things that the Lord hates? Simply speak to us. Six things. Whoa, 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 no. There are seven abominations unto him. Proverbs 6, verses 16 onward. These six, no, seven things are a proud look. Are any of you have a proud look? A lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, and heart that devises wicked imaginations, feet that are swift to causing no good. A false witness that speaks lies. He that soweth discord among brethren. Is that, does that happen? How do we cause discord amongst brethren? Six things that the Lord hates. No, no, he says seven things. Hmm. So, you know, as I have a relationship with God, I'm beginning to know more things about him. Okay? What he likes to eat, 
what type of music he likes. Did you know? Did you know that there are things that God likes? Turn with me to Job 22. Job 22 shares something that God delights in. There's many delights. But for some odd reason, I realize that everybody in this room is going through a Job experience. A Job experience. How many of you have said one time, oh, I feel like, I feel like I'm going through my time of Job. I feel like a Job right now. Are any of you perplexed to that degree? Do, are any of you have health maladies? Do you have a difficult relationship? Is there stuff in your life that basically sucks? A Job experience. So Job was sharing with me, you know, go to Job. Let's find out how Job's interaction with his God, how he was able to find out what the Lord likes. Lord, I want to know more about you. I want to know what you like, and I want to know what you don't like. Job 22, 21st verse onward reads, Acquaint now thyself with him, and be at peace. <laughs> could you imagine someone like Job saying that? How could he be at peace? His life was in utter ruins. Everything was taken away. His kids, life, money, everything, cattle, Job is saying, acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace. Thereby good shall come unto thee. Receive, I pray thee, the law from his mouth and lay up his words in thine heart. If thou return to the Almighty, thou shalt be built up. Thou shalt put away iniquity far from the tabernacles. Thou shalt lay up gold as dust and gold as stones. Yea, yes, the Almighty shall be your defense, and thou shalt have plenty of silver. For then shalt thou have, what does that say? Thy delight in the Almighty. We could take that apart. I really liked what Job was saying here. I pray thee the law from his mouth, and lay up his words in thine heart. If thou return, he's asking us, return to the Almighty, thou shalt be built up. Put away the things that are separating you. Put them far away from his house. Put your gold. Thou shalt lay up gold as dust and the gold of Ophir as stones. Huh. Yea, the Almighty shall be your defense. The Almighty shall be your defense, and ye shall have plenty of silver. <laughs> So now, as I'm getting to know this person, I'm realizing that there are things that he likes and there are things that he doesn't like. How can I get to know you more? In the secret place, in the, in the quiet place, in the stillness you are there, I want to know you more. Letting every hindrance aside out of thy way, I want to know you more. That is a, a, a popular praise song that has been embedded in my mind since I was a child. The reasons I share with you how to get to know a person is simple. Christ's methods and Christ's methods alone. Christ's methods and Christ's methods alone are the only one that work. How can I 
that what would Jesus do is such a pertinent reality. How can I get to do things like our namesake? I'm going to read from the, the back of these Bible study helps. Questions like this. Do you ask your loved one questions? When was the opportunity you stared that person in the eye and said, let's spend time together. <laughs> let's talk. Nothing laying every hindrance aside. I want to know you more. How can one find truth on a particular subject? Um, help me. Help me. The word of the Lord says, whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. For why? Precept shall be upon precept, line upon line, here little, there little. How can one find truth? How can one get to know God? Here. Simple. You know that one. Line upon line, precept upon precept. The next question goes, what was the method Jesus used when endeavoring to find truth? How can, how can we find truth together? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. From Moses unto all the prophets, this Bible is jam-packed with opportunities to get to know him better. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses, in the prophets, and in the Psalms concerning me. This is how he opened to them the opportunity to love scripture. Christ's methods and Christ's methods alone, one-on-one -on -one time, quality time. I, took, I take everything Pastor says back to the mainland, and he spells... Love how? Come on, you're his church, you should know. How does pastor spell love? <laughs> I might have to tattletale on you when I see him. Pastor spells love with these four weeks, huh? Not L-E-V. <laughs> T-I-M-E. How can I love that person? I will spend T-I-M-E. Me, the thing that we're most in lack of. You can share with the person how you love them by the quality of your T-I-M-E. Christ's methods and Christ's methods alone of loving is to do one-on-one -on -one quality personal evangelism. Finally, in closing, share, come with me to John 14. You know, even Christ's disciples didn't know how to get to know him better. Even his Disciples didn't know how to study the Bible. So don't worry. We're all in the same situation together. We all don't know how to study our Bibles together. We all don't know how to have healthy relationships with one another. We all don't know how to seek the law of the Lord. We don't know how to solve our problems, which is why we're here together saying, I want to know you. You've said all these promises are going to come into fruition, but I don't know how. John 14 shares. 
one fourteen shares this. I'll sing you a song. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God and in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. I go and prepare a place for thee. The Lord is coming. Are you ready? The Lord is coming. Are you ready? Would your heart be right if he came tonight? The Lord is coming. Are you ready? Verse 3 says, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And where I go, you know. You know the way. But Thomas is scratching his head. He's going, Lord, Jesus, Lord, we know not where you're going. And how can we know the way? So the people spending the most time with him even don't know. Lord, where are you going? How do you go the way? And this is something that we've memorized as a kid. But let's ask ourselves questions in the manner of how to probably know him. Verse 6 says, Jesus' words. He says, I am the way, the truth the life, no man comes unto the Father by me. Do I know him? Because if I knew him, then I would know the way. Do you know the way the Lord wants you to go? Is there something in your life where you don't know the way to go? When you have an opportunity in your head, should I go this way or should I go this way? Which way are you going to go? When I have this option to do this or to do that, which way are you going to go? Jesus Christ says he is the way. When you have a relationship with him, he will tell you which way to go. Quench not the spirit. The next one is he is the way, the truth. If I have a relationship with Jesus Christ, I know what he wants me to know. The question I ask people is, do you know Jesus Christ better today than you did yesterday? Do you know Jesus Christ yesterday, today, better than you did yesterday? I asked you that question, huh, Daniel? And then you asked me that question. And then I had to stop. And I said to myself, do I really know him better today? Did I really experience his promises coming to fruition today better than I did yesterday? I had to scratch my head. And you need to ask yourself that same question too. He's the way, he's the truth, but then he is the life? Jesus Christ is the life? When I have a relationship with Jesus Christ, when I can converse with him, when I truly know him, you will know the life that he wants you to have. Perhaps your life is lonely. Perhaps your life needs some tweaking. Perhaps your life, basically, I'll use the vernacular of the youth, sucks. But did you know that he came to bring life and life more abundantly? Did you know he has all these promises that are waiting to be fulfilled if you get to know him? 
releasing those guards, dropping every weight. Intimacy is not a sexual thing. <laughs> Intimacy between friends can be when all guards are dropped. There are many things he wants to tell us, but sadly, we are not ready. Sadly, we're not ready. Sadly, I'm not ready. I go, hey, tell me more. Tell me more. And he's like, whoa, whoa. Hold your horses, Matthew. You can't handle all this truth right now. He has many things to tell us. The path of the just is as the shining light, brighter and brighter unto that great day. As you communicate with him through this Bible, as you talk to him, as you read your Bible, pray every day, you know you'll grow. Jersey knows she'll grow. As you read his Bible to you, as you read his letter that he instilled just to you, this intimate thing only two people can experience. It's not for everyone to experience. It's between you and him. As you read his letter, do not read this if you are decided to choose darkness rather than light, to serve mammon rather than Christ. But if you really want to do the will of God and are willing to be saved in his appointed way, then read the Bible, read the testimonies, but do not read it to tease or to pervert or to ridicule or to despise it or to toss it to a side. For in that case, it will be a savor of death and will witness against you in the judgment. Before reading this book, before reading his warning messages, before reading his loving entreaties, go alone before God and ask him to remove from you the spirit of defiance, rebellion, unbelief, and to melt and subdue your stony heart. Is this your desire, friends, to get to know him? To take away all doubt? I doubt so much. It's, it, I don't have faith to believe that what this thing says will come true. Because if all the promises in this book, if I believed them, my life would be utterly different. I appeal to you today to choose what you would like your maker to say to you. Close your eyes. Imagine you're, he, he's there right in front of you. He's there looking you. The person that made you and put you in that situation he can either say to you these things. It's your choice. He can either say, well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in the least. Enter now into the joy of the Lord. Option number one. Or he could say option number two. He could say, though you knew my name, I never knew you. Let's pray. Father in heaven, as we desire to know Jesus Christ in a more intimate fashion. We ask that you take away every hindrance. Let us really become best friends with you via your son, Jesus Christ. And as we spend together with our church ohana, let the relationship qualities nurtured amongst us be the same manner in which we're able to nurture a relationship with divine things. We ask for your presence to continue with us as we go throughout this day. In Jesus Christ's name and by his blood we pray, amen.